This is the Hoosier Ag Today Tuesday podcast on the 5th of December 2023. I'm Andy Eubank, the Hat Podcast, brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Visit ffbt.com to learn more or stop by your local branch to talk about your ag operation today. Eric Pfeiffer and C.J. Miller check in today with the news, including the impact of the farm bill on the banking industry and eliminating fear in your fertilizer purchases. Hat Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with a roller coaster ride in the forecast the rest of the week and mixed markets yesterday in the ags. John Zanker here with analysis on the Who's Your Ag Today Tuesday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial Financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. For many of you here in Indiana, agriculture is your life's work and legacy. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Throughout my career, I've been immersed in Indiana agriculture and appreciate the role that ACI plays on behalf of Indiana agribusinesses. ACI is the proactive voice for agribusiness, and we invite you to join us in our mission. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. The Farm Bill's impact on America's banking industry and what's ahead for fertilizer prices. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today. A new farm bill in 2024 will impact more than just Indiana's farmers and the ag industry. It'll also have a huge impact on America's banking industry. C.J. Miller has the story. I guess the big things that have changed for us is how do we deal with this large ag transition that's going to happen in the next few years. And that's Ed Elfman with the American Bankers Association. He says the credit title of the farm bill is one of the top priorities for the banking industry as many farms over the next decade may be switching hands. We want to increase the FSA farm ownership and farm operating loan programs. They're currently a lot smaller than we'd like them to be. They're about $2 million. We want to increase them to 3.5 on ownership and $3 million on operating. Why? And it'll lead into the second thing we care about, ag costs more. It's harder to get operations up and running. Iowa and Missouri are having contests for who can spend the most on land right now. And we're trying to set up our credit to make sure that we can help those beginning farmers especially get into ag. And that's why Elfman says that some of the rules regarding beginning farm loans need to be restructured. We have a lot of issues in how they're set up. The farm was put in a trust 20 years ago. Now there's 20 people involved in the trust. You go and try to get a beginning farmer loan and you can't because you have to lend against the trust. That's a barrier to entry. And we want to remove barriers to entry and make it easier for beginning farmers to get into ag, not harder. He adds that high interest rates for farm loans are another concern for the banking industry. From a legislative standpoint, we have a bill called the Acre Act, which is the Access to Credit for Our Rural Economy Act, in essence with lower interest rates by removing the taxation on farm real estate and rural housing. But it would lower 
lower interest rates, we estimate 50 to 150 basis points, which is the biggest thing our banks are talking about right now, where interest rates are, how they matter, how it's affecting their customers. Read more on the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app. It's a free download for iPhone and Android. I'm CJ Miller. Fertilizer prices have been on a roller coaster ride over the past several years. Craig Rule, vice president of Crop Nutrients for Growmark, says it's an historically unique situation for farmers. If you go back and look at 2019 compared to now. That was kind of coming out of a, a period of kind of oversupply. So those were probably historically low prices. And then when you introduce all the unrest that we've seen in, in Europe and the energy complex over there, that drove a period of historically high prices. So we're kind of comparing the worst to the best in kind of recent past, which is which is unique. Rule says nitrogen demand stayed steady throughout that roller coaster ride because that's just not something you can easily skip on. But phosphates and potash took a big volume hit during that time because farmers can mine the soil for those for a couple years. Farmers that had been mining the soil for the last couple years are have taken off two big crops. They're looking at potentially a third one. So they're having to evaluate it from a business perspective of it's time to reinvest in the soil and make sure that uh, they don't start compromising their own yield outputs uh, trying to save a dollar or two. Rule says decisions the past couple of years have been driven by scarcity and fear of supply shortages. He thinks we've turned the corner on that front. So how can Growmark help you prepare for what's ahead? Growmark, we've got over 600 crop specialists in the countryside uh, working face-to-face -face with farmers at the farm gate every day. That's our key resource uh, to helping people make good decisions. Uh, every single local geography has a different supply and demand balance, has a different product preference, has different agronomic practices. Uh, so working with those local experts is really the way we can help the best. To learn more about Growmark's fertilizer offerings, visit growmark.com. You can find a link at hoosieragtoday.com. That's where you'll also find the latest Indiana farm news, weather, and markets. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Mid-America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bit America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. We've got a wild roller coaster kind of forecast here for this week. Today, chill stays in the air, and we have a little bit of moisture trying to come through. An upper-level trough is dragging across the state of Indiana. Not a lot of precipitation, but I have to leave the door open to sprinkles and flurries and maybe the occasional rain shower. A few hundreds to a few tenths is all we see. The best chance is going to be in the northern part of the state, but I'm not going to rule out this activity anywhere. Everything kind of winds down overnight, and for Wednesday, we're left with the chill still, but clouds may try and break up and allow more sunshine through the day. Temperatures significantly jump for Thursday and Friday. Huge surge of mild air for two days, well above normal temperatures across the state. I'm going to enjoy it. You should, too, because it also is going to bring in a frontal boundary for the weekend. System coming out from the southwestern United States overnight Friday night through Saturday. Secondary wave coming on Sunday. Rain and maybe even a few thunderstorms tracking through. With where the low is moving, I don't think that we get into any significant snows right away, but cold air is coming quickly behind this system such that I think any moisture that lingers for Sunday overnight 
could come as snow that could leave some minor accumulation. Gusty, blustery winds will develop Sunday afternoon and evening as well as this cold air rushes in. And so this is just not a real nice setup. Plenty of moisture with this. I think right now liquid totals can be anywhere from a quarter to two inches, depending on where you're at in the state, and it's going to be heavier farther east and north. So gear up for that big week-ending precipitation outbreak, and then next week we're back to chilly. That's what it's going to be for three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Cooler air in play, gusty winds. I think we see some lake enhancement of clouds and maybe a little bit of precipitation, not much next week. But we're also seeing another surge in temperatures that can potentially drive in here late in the week, Thursday, Friday. A little too soon to call it for real, but we're looking at the air bubbling northward over most of the western U.S. and into the Great Plains by next Wednesday. And so it should continue to move this direction. We'll see how this evolves. That's a look at your forecast update. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Solid in wheat and the opposite of that in soybean futures. This is Who's Your Ag Today. It's the Monday Farm Market Review. I'm into Eubank, and I'll have settlements from Monday trade coming up. First, right near the end of the session, I checked in for market analysis with John Zanker. He is with Risk Management Commodities, Lafayette, Indiana. John, an up and down day in soybean futures, but really the news impacting the market was mostly negative export inspections below the lowest of expectations and rains in south america over the weekend but apparently brazil didn't quite get what they needed yes the maps that i've been seeing uh look to be short for mato grosso and again the best rains are in that 8 to 15 time uh frame and i think you and i've talked about this for the last four weeks <laughs> and have pointed out that uh, those rains are, for Mato Grosso at least, are always in the extended forecast. Now, the balance of the country has done pretty well, and there has been some rain in Mato Grosso, uh, and uh, a little bit too much rain continuing in the southern areas. But we are seeing some of the uh, the major analysts start to bring that Brazilian crop down, but really it's 2 to 3 million tons, uh, nothing excessive. Uh, probably the most notable one has been 5 million tons, and that would still leave it pretty close to this year's record, uh, which put a lot of excessive soybeans out there and certainly uh, impacted our export situation. And then uh, you throw in Argentina, which could come back with uh, at least 20 million tons more beans than they had last year, which was uh, you know a record drought. So we could uh, we could uh, see more messiness in this soybean futures market if those rains do verify and uh, we don't see too many problems here in December. So I said in this morning's comments that there's really nothing going on right now that would suggest that we have to keep the January soybean contract above the $13 level. Corn was flat for the most part. On the flip side of soybeans, though, a very strong move in wheat futures. Are we seeing some demand pick up from somewhere? We did have a flash sale of 440,000 tons of soft red to China, and that adds on to some wheat that they've bought here uh, over the past two weeks. So that's a big number. That's uh, uh, for for China and for the United States. 
those are that's a big number, and uh, it's certainly been uh, the main reason that we've seen futures run as far as they have. John Zanker with us, and the good news on the export inspections report, really good corn export inspections, even though it didn't lead to a higher day. We had excellent export inspections, the best in a very long time, certainly the best of the marketing year, and then probably going back into the summer, spring, almost 45.6 million, uh, way in excess of what we've been seeing here uh, for a 10-week average, and 10.8 million of those went to China. And uh, China bought a little bit of corn last week. So some pretty decent sales numbers, a good shipment number. And uh, sadly, we're only up a half cent. And that's with uh, wheat being up almost 20 cents in the March contract. So a little disappointing there, but I'm sure uh, a 20 cent drop in soybeans is uh, keeping a lid on corn futures. So the ultimate corn stuck in the middle scenario. Well, it is. And the, the, these... Uh, Fresh export numbers, sales and shipments are certainly good. If we can continue uh, to see these numbers here for the balance of the month, I would like to think we could take that March contract back above the $5 level as we head into next year. And and it'll all be about, uh, at least for a few weeks, what's going on in South America. Is Brazil going to get that second crop planted on time? Uh, right now, it looks like it's going to be late. And... Uh, in some years, we typically see Mato Grosso start to take some uh, beans off in the very last week of December. I don't think we're going to see much of that. And uh, so uh, they're, they're well behind their uh, five, six-year average. In fact, that's uh, slowest planning in the last six years. So, again, some problems. And uh, as always, uh, we can make all kinds of predictions, Andy, but what's that weather going to do? And south america here in the next uh, three months john zanker risk management commodities and his number is 866-837-9027 now settlements in corn very little movement all day long there march settles at 485 and a half up three quarters of a cent may up a quarter at 497 july down a quarter 505 and three quarters in beans, January, 18 and three quarters off at 13.06 and a quarter. March, 13.26 and a half, down 19 cents and up almost 19 cents on December wheat. March contract, 17 and three quarters higher at 6.20 and a half. The meat market's mixed. February live cattle, 167.07, down $2 and a nickel. 70 cents higher for February lean hogs, $70.80. I'm Andy Eubank with the Monday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible.